Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Rogers Place, 133 in Edmonton. Tomorrow night, the St. Louis Blues are in town. Jack Michaels just passed me along a note saying that Alex Dean looks like he's good to go. He's been coming on of late for the Blues. Uh, hearing uh, Dave Tippett, you just heard that clip from Dave about eight minutes ago. Joel Kim Nygaard could be out a while. We'll see if there will be a corresponding move from the Oilers AHL affiliate in Bakersfield. Now, sometimes if there is a move, they're not announced until about uh, 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So, again, uh, we'll have it when it happens, but we bring aboard to the show Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Jay, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Uh, So, I'm going to assume you can neither confirm nor deny whether or not there's any any discussions on who you may be potentially losing here with Nygaard going down. Very, very safe assumption. And, um, you know, we just got off the ice in practice, so a lot lot of uh, moving parts. And um, I'm just glad I get to talk to you today. I don't often hear that, especially in my own household, and that's usually my own doing. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's, let's get to it. Three straight wins for your group and then the all-star break. Uh, Stuart Skinner, you know, I think he had like a, I don't know what it was, about a 970 save percentage over those three games. And uh, this, you know, it starts, it starts in goal right at every level in hockey. It's a reoccurring theme. You guys, that's the biggest thing that sort of undermined the first half of the season for you is he's starting around in a form. For sure. Um, you know, you said a player of the week. For me, it goes back to um, the attitude he brought into uh, going down to Wichita in the East Coast Hockey League and working on his game before Christmas. And I think his game and correspondingly the, the team's game has really uh, taken off here post-Christmas. He gives us a chance to win. He's battling hard every night. What I like about him right now is that he wants the cage. He wants the net, whether it be a practice day, a game day. He wants to be the guy in that net, and his play is uh, warranting him continuing to get it. Um, he wasn't supposed to be the number one goalie at the start of the league uh, season. That was supposed to be Shane Sturette, who's dealt with some injuries. Is this just a byproduct of maybe Skinner coming to terms with the opportunity that's there now? 
I think so. I think so. I think it, you're 100% right. When Shane went down, it was a it was a blow to the early part of our year, and, and there was a, a vacuum, uh, a vacuum uh, where we were looking for one of our younger goaltenders to take the step forward. Um, Skins did a really good job early with that opportunity. I think um, you know he had a couple game hiccup. Um, like I said, he went down to the East Coast Hockey League, worked at a few small areas of the game, built his confidence back up. And post-Christmas, you know, he's realizing that that opportunity is there for him. We've returned Shane to health, but um, with the way Stewart's been playing, you know, we're, we're not just giving anybody anything. Uh, and like I said, he really wants to, to keep that net, and his play is warranting. You got William Laguson back uh, as a result of the Oilers' Uh, you know, uh, being on a break and also, you know, Matt Benning got some games in for you and played last night for Edmonton. How does he change the complexion of your team? Because, I mean, the, it's really interesting, Jay, and he only played the two games at the NHL level. He's going to need some time when he gets that opportunity to become a full-time NHLer, but it looks to me like in your league he's either a number one or number two defenseman, is, or is that overstating it a bit? No, I think I think it's fair. Um, you know, he's had an interesting year just because of some injuries at the NHL level. So uh, he came down to Bakersfield. He was recalled right away. He didn't play a lot. Uh, came back down. So his 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 year has been uh, up and down. Hadn't played a ton at the National League level. When he comes down here, he plays a lot. Um, I thought this past weekend he was a man amongst men. Um, just a, a guy that won his physical battles, uh, shipped in, shipped out. Um, I thought his skating looked good. He made a good first pass here. And uh, I would agree with you. I think he's a top-pairing defense in the American Hockey League that's trying to find a niche at the highest level. And uh, I know he'll get his chance again at some point soon. And when he does, you know he's going to be prepared to show show well, and and I don't think you can say anyone's development uh, or development plan or path is exactly the same. This just happens to be his this year, and he's working hard at his game on a day by day basis, whether it's in the National League or if it's in the American Hockey League. And I think we have a good one in William, and and uh, his trajectory is upward for sure. We're joined right now by Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. So, Jay, uh, Lagasin's a guy that, you know, maybe by this time next year might be, you know, full-time NHL player as a, uh, uh, you know, as a third-pairing sort of guy. Evan Bouchard, I think the hopes are that, you know, he's obviously going to be a top-four defenseman. Um, who have you now? Did you have you been playing with Keegan, or did you play him with William Lagasin on the weekend? What'd you do in terms of your pairings? Well, with Lagasin, we uh, when Benning was down, we paired them together, and they were a very effective pair. Heavy, um, I think Matt skating complemented uh, the way Bill plays the game. I think um, you know they both had experience. They were, they were a good pair for us, um, and we kept uh, Bouchard and, and um, Keegan together pretty much for the last two or three months. And, and Keegan's been a real steadying influence, uh, constantly talking with uh, Bush, um, you know, and, and Bush is seeing some minutes as well. 
he's at, at 23 to 25 minutes every game. We're using him in every situation. His responsibility on the penalty kill has really taken a step. Obviously, our uh, power play's been humming, and he's been a big factor in that. He's growing before our eyes, and, and I think it can't be understated what the effect that, that Keegan has on him. And uh, Anytime you can pair a top prospect with a really well-respected veteran player down here, I think it's to everybody's advantage, and they seem to have a real good partnership. Is he playing with greater urgency? Because I know that the perception was of some when they watched him play in London that he could rest at that level. Well, his shift length is shorter than it was in London, so that's the first thing. Uh, I think his his urgency uh, is there. It, you know, does he have a hiccup here and there? He does. Yeah, he's a young twenty year old defenseman in, in a man's league, and uh, but where we see real growth, and I think I've chatted with you before on it, is, is just the um, proximity to his check, his willingness to engage early rather than let the play come to him, um, his ability to meet his box out um, well away from the net rather than inviting him into those dangerous areas. Those are all areas that we're seeing growth in. I mentioned the penalty kill. Um, he's, he's, he's going before our eyes, Bob. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I mean, I, I, I think that the general, you know, the owners have a little bit of depth in defense, barring an, an injury. Uh, you know, getting Benning back obviously helps. Russell and Benning playing last night. Russell got uh, dinged in the third period. A hit from, um, I think it was Ronaldo on a cross-check, but uh, it was a physical hockey game last night. Again, I mentioned Nygaard being out, uh, and I, a couple days ago I mentioned Colby Cave just because I wasn't sure what the Edmonton Oilers were going to do at center. Uh, can you just give us, uh, I, I guess first we'll start with, with, with Cave, and then we'll talk about maybe a guy that might be a potential replacement for, uh, for Nygaard, and that's Tyler Benson. But with, with Colby Cave, I mean, you need center depth in the NHL. <laughs> He's a pretty solid American Hockey League player. I know he's had kind of a bit of a, a tough year off the ice. How's he, how are things going right now for Colby? Colby has, I think, really turned his personal game around from about the midpoint in December onwards. We've uh, created a, a line with him at Suzito and Maximov, and they're, you know, they're a grinded-out, play-below-the-goal-line, physical-on-offense type of line, and... and Colby's been the driver behind that. He plays big minutes because he, he sees a lot of penalty kill time. He gets some time on the power play. Um, he's been physical. He's been big. He is um, the epitome of how we're trying to win games down here with some of our injuries as well in terms of simplifying things, playing straight ahead, and grinding other teams down. And, and him, his line... Um, they've been huge drivers behind that. That's good to hear. All right, Tyler Benson. Uh, we saw with Kyler Yamamoto. Um, you know, some of us, myself included, thought he might get a look maybe in November at some stage. He got hurt, actually, in November. Jay, I mean, you know, you obviously know how he's playing. I mean, most of our listeners right now would say that Kyler Yamamoto is the order's fourth best forward behind McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nugent Hopkins. That's how well he's played. That's how impactful he's been. Four goals, seven points in nine games. Um, Tyler Benson has 101 points in 110 games in the American Hockey League. 
as a 20 and 21 year old, which is is better than any other Oilers forward prospect has done, Jay, in the last 20 years. I think Alan Mitchell Lowtide wrote a piece on that about a week ago. Um, you guys worked on, on a lot of different aspects with Kyler, not just in terms of offensively and skill, but in terms of becoming a pro. What would you say about Tyler Benson in that regard? Yeah, I, I think uh, he is very professional in his mindset. I think both of those players um, had different um, comeuppances. So uh, for Tyler Benson, obviously he had the injuries to deal with uh, through his junior career. So he, he he was in a different spot mentally coming into the American Hockey League last year. He wanted to show that he could do it on an everyday basis, prove that he could stay healthy. He's done it again this year. So he, he had a different he has a different way about him than maybe Kyler does. Kyler uh, made the NHL uh, two seasons in a row out of training camp and then this year came down to begin his season in the American Hockey League. Both of them are, number one, they're great friends and very good teammates, not just with each other, but with the entire team. They're team-first people. I think both of them have come to work every single day with the mindset of being the best that they can be. Um, what we've really tried to work on uh, with our team in general, with our young players specifically, is learning how to find ways to contribute with a 200-foot game when maybe you don't have your A game, if that makes any sense. Your legs might be sore. It might be the fifth game in eight nights. Uh, But finding ways to be a productive professional in those situations. And, you know, for sure, Kyler has been, uh, you know, in his first half of the season was just uh, kept getting better and better and better. Everybody down here is so very happy for him with how productive he's been at the highest level. For Tyler, he's continuing to, to grow that part of his game. I think uh, his all-star nod was uh, you know, completely well-deserved. He's still uh, a huge factor on our power play. We're you know, playing him a little bit of mop-up duty on our penalty kill. He sees a lot of minutes, and he earns every single one of them. He's been a great pro. And when that chance comes for him, whenever that may be, we know that he's going to uh, going to be ready for it and try and make the most of it. For the 293rd time, Jay Woodcroft, I mean, you coached in the NHL. Are there any concerns about his footwork with Benson? Well, I would, for me, I think his fastest attribute is between the years, and I think there's a space for some players in the National Hockey League that can really think. And I can tell you at this level, his skating is not an issue. So, um, you know, when he gets that chance, which we all believe that he'll get that chance, uh, when he gets that chance, he's working towards being ready for that chance and being as fast as he can be and as hard as he can be and as professional as he can be. And uh, like I said, in the meantime, he's just worried about being the best he can be in the American Hockey League so that he's ready for when that call does one day come. We just had Brian Burke on, and he talked about the fact that they had Paul Yarby ranked ahead of Matthew Kachuk, and the footwork was a concern for Matthew Kachuk, and he's, you know, he had 77 points last year in the NHL. So if you can think it, you can play it. Just a quick rip on Marcus Granlin. How's he been for you? He's been very good. Um, obviously, uh, he wants to be in the National Hockey League, but he's been professional. I think he makes a lot of really good, subtle 
plays with the puck and, and subtly uses his body to protect the puck, uh, to make uh, five-foot plays. Um, uh, and the other thing I would say about him is we, out of necessity based on injuries, we've used him uh, in the middle. And that's gotten his drive train going. His legs are really going. He's been a very effective player for us at this level. Jay, what's the schedule like this week now that you're back at it? Yeah, so we're, we had a practice today. We're coming off our uh, all-star break. We play two this weekend, important points, and uh, we're going to be ready for it. We play Friday night versus Ontario at home, Saturday in Stockton. Keep the winning going, Jay. All right, take care, Bob. Have that, a good day. You bet. That is Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It is 148 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. want to tell you, make sure you go out and see... The folks at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner. They've got an outstanding service department. Customer satisfaction. Right now is a great time to buy at Brent Ridge Ford. They're clearing out their 2019s. Significant rebates, including on F-150s. Give Uncle Milt, Rich, and Johnny at Brent Ridge a call one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 673 or visit brentridge.com. We'll wrap up Oilers now and get to this day in Oilers history when we return. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 151 in Edmonton, Zach Cassian signing a four-year contract extension yesterday. $3.2 million cap hit. Bob Stoffer with you, Oilers in St. Louis tomorrow. We will tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza, 50-plus years. Edmonton owned and operated. Visit royalpizza.ca for menu and location nearest you. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. All right, Bob, back then, 1991, Edmonton's Peter Klima scored his fourth career hat trick and added two assists as the Oilers won 9-4 to against the visiting Vancouver Canucks at Northlands. Interesting note, though, Dave Brown, Gino Ojek, and Ron Stern each had more than 20 penalty minutes. Ronnie Stern was tough. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his father was, uh, yeah, he went through a very difficult, uh, I, th- I think... 
uh, his father got killed. Uh, I think his dad was a lawyer, and it, there was some belief that uh, it was a real bad situation where it had to do with uh, some organized crime figures in Quebec at that time, if I've got the story correct. And if I'm not, I'm completely out to lunch, and that occasionally happens once in a while, but I think I got her right. Uh, Stern was like a real tough, light heavyweight. Ojik, obviously heavyweight. Dave Brown was just a cold-blooded assassin. He could put you down in a second. Peter Klima, he scored some big goals. Uh, can you think of any? Maybe, I don't know, maybe, oh, 1990. Boston, opening game of the Stanley Cup final. So, there, you have it. You can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780. Uh, here it is right here. 780-496-0063. Oilers GM says this, Bob. Call me biased. Call me a homer. Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care what you call me. The Oilers never get the calls they deserve. This has been going on for a decade. It's Bettman's Joke League. All right, Oilers uh, GM. You sound like a really good guy. But you are a little bit biased. You are a little bit of a homer. And you are a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. Again, I do believe as a rule of thumb, veteran teams get veteran calls. The Oilers have tended to have younger teams. I don't think the officials do a great job handling Connor McDavid's speed. I think that's different. Um... Uh, I just think it's different dealing with McDavid's speed on the ice for the officials. Remember, a lot of the officials are former players themselves and couldn't get to the level that McDavid's at. Um, so sometimes do I get a little bit frustrated? Yes, I do. Do I think that Connor should draw more? Do I think Connor McDavid should be 57th? I think Darcy McLeod, one guy, uh, ran some numbers for me. 57th in net penalties drawn per 60 minutes played? Absolutely not. That's unacceptable to me. Uh, Brendan, this text comes in saying the Apple podcast situation is getting worse, not better. Uh, are we still working on that? Is that what we're going to go I don't with? know what to tell people other than, yes, we are well aware of it, and <laughs> we're working. I'd like to thank everybody again who uh, who listens to the podcast for keep to, uh, for doing it. Greg from Lacombe says, Bob, I'm just tuning in. I'm wondering if you, uh, you've been gloating that you were one of the few that said Matthew Kachuk would step up and face Zach Cassian, while the rest of us thought he would not because it's way out of his weight class. Good call. Uh, you know your stuff. No, Greg, I got lucky. I, I made a little bit of a prediction. Uh you know, uh, I think Matthew Kachuk's a hell of a player. I wish the Oilers had drafted him instead of yes, a Poliarvi. But you know what? Even if they hadn't taken Poliarvi, they weren't taking Kachuk. They were taking Sergachev. Uh, but we are going to have great fodder here for a number of years between Calgary and Edmonton, and it's even further enhanced with the fact that Zach Cassian got himself an extension. Tomorrow's guest will include Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Some interesting stuff to say about Buffalo today. And Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry. We'll have some comments from Craig Berube and Colton Pareko on tomorrow's show as well. Uh, what is uh, the mega-talented Reed Wilkins, who is really helping us out behind the scenes today as well? Uh, what's he got? You will have Kelly Rudy tonight. You will hear from Colton Pareko as well. Bakersfield Condors goaltender Stuart Skinner and uh, former Eskimos line or defensive end and linebacker Jed Roberts. Jed's a good guy. All right. Uh, thank you, to, uh, everybody, for listening to the show today, texting. The Battle of Alberta's back. It's a wonderful thing. we got to find a way to, uh, you know, see these two teams maybe playing a playoff series. And, hey, the news today out of San never right off the San Jose Sharks, but that's a tough one, losing Tomash Hurdle for the season. L.A. and Anaheim are in a bit of a rebuild. They might start unloading a couple players here. 
could get interesting. You know what? We could have five teams out of the Pacific make the playoffs. How good would Edmonton and Calgary build? Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen I'll Talk to you tomorrow on a game day from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.